Salutations everyone and welcome to another edition of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm your host Swami Barakas and I'm joined by the esteemed Jojo underscore B. What's going on Jojo B? Shouldn't I be doing that bit? Why? Because it's been International Women's Day this week and we're going to be celebrating the ladies. All right, go on. Hi everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm Jojo B and I am joined by my lovely husband... Dot, dot, dot. But I actually said your name the first time, right? Well, you can say your own name. But you don't I'm, know my I'm name. Trying to be, I'm trying to do equality here, so I let you say your own name at yeah, least. Yeah, but I said your name in my part, so you should do the same in yours. Or maybe you should just let me say my name. You did say my name. You didn't say my name. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, look, you're supposed to say... I'm Jojo B and I'm joined here by my husband, Swami Barakas. Yeah, and I'm trying to be the one who um, encourages equality by saying, oh I'm my Jojo God. B, okay. I'm going to let my husband say his name because he can own his name. He has I, the right to own his name I and do say own, his name. I own the rights to my name and the right to own my so name. So say your name. Swami Barakas. There you go. Wasn't that hard? Okay, so already... And on this week's show... <laughs> On this week's show, um, we're going to be discussing um, what's been happening over the past week. So we'll have a quick look back at last week's show um, and the feedback we got on it, because um, it was kind of a semi-controversial one. Um, and then we'll have a look at the events that have happened this week um, with a bit more detail around um, the Oscars, Punjabi MC and the also ever controversial Breeti Patel, um, which will come after the break. Um, so, feedback. He's giving me such a Mardi face right now. <laughs> so, already we're going to have so many people already switching off. So, we've lost almost 50% of our listenership purely based on that. I think the ladies are going to be going, yeah, Jojo B, come on. Are they? Yeah. Because they're going to be like, um, we really preferred Swami Barakas' voice and his the way he delivers stuff, the way he, you know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I think the reason people listen are because is because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Love. Anyway, love. Come yeah. on. All right. So okay. Back, so back to yeah. Feedback from last week's show. See, this is the point that you should be saying. You should be taking the feedback then. Aha! That's I'm throwing to you to give you your chance to speak and allow you to have your moment me. in the sun. You know, because it's International Women's Day this week, and because of the whole Me Too and Times Up movement. Do you know what? I'm going to be Mother's cordial. Day. And Mother's Day. Big up all the mums out there, all the powerful, amazing women out there. We love you, mummies. My mum's a woman. So, you know, that's so a big mine. thing. Big up. Your wife's a woman as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, the last <laughs> week's show, um, we had some great feedback. And you know, the so good rude. thing about last week's show is we had some real positive feedback. But we also had some great negative feedback, which is what, what? Negative, constructive criticism is what I would say that was. It was some constructive criticism as well as some negative feedback. But you know what? This is what we encourage. We want you to tell us how terrible we are and what we're, we're getting terrible, wrong. If we're terrible, not just because you fancy well, being mean to us. Well, it's, well you know what? I, I know we're not terrible. Bruv, this is the greatest podcast in the solar system. And yeah, the, fact that, the fact that we've got people that genuinely have an invested interest in it I think it's, uh, I think... I can't believe so many people have spent their time listening to us. Yeah, honestly. People, what what are you doing with your lives? You know, we love you and we love the fact you're listening in. But really, what are you listening to? Thank you, is yeah. what I think he's trying to say there. Yeah, there is there is an underhanded compliment to everyone that's listening in right now. <laughs> Trying not Whoever's to still everyone. listening, because obviously, like, we're losing people every second when, as soon as you say anything. It's bad enough that you insult me. Is it that bad? Well, I mean, some people think it is. Yeah, absolutely. There was some there were some words used in, in the last week's podcast which um could have had a lot of um negative connotations involved with them. So um apologies to anyone that would have been offended by anything that was said. Um apologies for Joja B being her. Um, you know, she can't help that. It is what it is. But you know what, there's there's a lot of things that we missed out as well in the last show. Sorry, I couldn't respond to that because I had a mouthful of something called Huel which is something that's a new shake that I'm trying, um, which is meant to be good for me. Um, so I didn't get a chance to respond. <laughs> yeah, how's it go? How's that going, Jojo underscore B? It tastes like cold ready break. Imagine drinking cold ready break. I love ready break. But was when it's shit. cold, it just kind of tastes a little bit like, you know, you know, if you know that, 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 
that. No. No? It no, just, yeah, it's just quite weird. Okay, well, do you know what? This is another thing that Joji B is going to try to take on and another thing that she will drop in no. about two, three weeks' time. As long as I don't have a really bad reaction in the next, like, hour or so, um, Jojo B is the Jojo B is the queen of dropping hobbies and dropping phases. Um, she's tried an umpteen, umpteen amount of things that she's tried to do to incorporate and been, like, fully, full hog on intensely. And then a week later, she'd be like... <sighs> Look, variety is the spice of life. And I like variety. Yeah, but you don't... You I don't... want a spicy life. <laughs> People of the world. Ah, oh, see, that was the cue for you to say spice up your life. You're a failure, Jojo B. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was never what? a massive Spice Girls fan. I pitched you the delivery All right, and you missed it. Let's try, again. It Let's try about... again. Let's try again. Well, what's the point One, now? One, two, three. People of the world. Spice up your life. Every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. Do you life. know what? It's actually really sad that I know these <laughs> lyrics. I, you know, I'm not even a Spice Girls fan. My street credibility is just taking an absolute nosedive. You had none anyway. How fucking dare you? I've I've given you credibility. I've given you this. So, you know, soak that shit in, fam. I always had credibility. <laughs> On the mean streets of Newcastle. Yeah. There are no mean streets in Newcastle. You, don't, you didn't go to where I grew up then. Well, that's a problem. That's a problem. I've clearly gone, and every time I've gone there, I've been like, "Do I have to be here? Can we not go back home?" That's why I don't get to go home anymore. Well, there you go. Anyway, so we've had um, yeah some um, some great feedback, some not so great feedback, but um, a few things that we didn't include, which we really annoyed that we didn't include, were books, the literary world, British Asian I can't impact. We forgot to do that. Exactly, British Asians have made a huge impact in the literary world, um, but I think that's something we could focus on in more detail in a future show. I could focus on that in more detail. I can throw in. Some. I'm not sure when you. I don't think you've ever read a book while I've been with you. How f- have you not seen that copy of Hustler? Have you not seen that copy of uh, Reader's Wives? That's not a book. There's a lot of great articles in there. You mm-hmm. know, you know Mandy, it's not Mandy's fault that her husband's cheating on her. She has to do all kinds of extracurricular things on the side to make up for it. That woman's gone through a lot. And you know what? I expected more from you because it's been International Women's Day this week. And there has been a whole Me Too and Time's Up movement. These women are struggling, man. I'm just going to look at you. I'm side eye you you know what yeah you pick and choose your women isn't it no good on you ladies you gotta do what you gotta do right and that is fine exactly that is absolutely fine you be strong beautiful women in any way that you want to be in any position you want to be in <laughs> um so we've also uh forgot to include uh comedians <laughs> talking about comedy we also forgot to include comedians yeah there's loads of those and we forgot about them we mentioned Gus khan we did mention Gus khan who is uh, a, a great great uh asset and he's hinted he might get a series season two woohoo yay big up Gaz Khan um, but also you you know how can we forget like Ramesh Ranganathan oh yeah Nish Kumar oh, Ma- yeah. Mash Report's amazing um, you know uh, Paul Chowdhury obviously funny man you know so there's, like I said there have been um, you know whereas it's been you know held back on certain other aspects of British Asians in, in the you know British pop culture and the wider world you know comedy is something that we are making strives in um, and again something we can talk about um, in length to the future show you know, um, and also you know, I kind of felt that our last show it was a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, it was. It went on a little bit longer than we liked, but you know what? We had to cover all these topics. And the thing with me and Jojo B is we can talk for years, let alone days. And he can talk for years. Yeah, do you know what? Because I'm passionate about British Asians in today's culture, all aspects of it, fam. So everything has to be talk- spoken about. Not all of us are, you know, have got 1% of our cultural roots in my personality and our personalities like you. Okay. What? I'm still in what tune. What are you even saying? I'm in tune with my culture. 1% of our, what was it? Culture in our personality. Rewind the show and listen to it again. <laughs> then you can hear it. Um, <laughs> Don't even make sense. Uh, so this week, um, other things that have happened. Uh, Asian Network Live. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, big up everyone that performed. Big up everyone we that was there. We didn't go, but it happened. We're, because the problem is, you don't let me past nine o'clock to go anywhere. Also, it was in Birmingham. It's long, isn't it? It's far. Yeah, and nine o'clock. You know, you just want to. Birmingham's far, but Newcastle's not. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Newcastle <sighs> is like a fucking like a journey. It's not for me. That's where my heart is. You see. Well, I can go back there, don't I? I sound like a fucking go back there, doesn't it? Fucking go back there. Are you jealous of Newcastle? I really am not. I really am not. Do you think you're competing with Newcastle? 
There's nothing to compete. Look at London and look at Newcastle. You'd never win. There's no comparison. <laughs> there is no comparison. She's just really irate because Liverpool played Newcastle last week and we beat them 2-0. And she's been really... Screw you. She's been really, uh, you know, really mardy with me ever since. Um, but yeah. Who lost versus Man United? And who beat Man United? So we've... Um, yeah. Asian Network Live. Yeah. Um, Nav, you performed. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you performed there last night, fam. Wow. Big up. Did it go well? You tell me. I mean, I don't remember actually being there, so I hope so. That's the drugs talking. <laughs> but, <laughs> the life of the lifestyles of the rich and famous, isn't it? <laughs> lifestyles of these like crazy wannabe rappers, which is what you are. Uh, but the thing is, you know what? It, it's like Nav is actually uh, a Canadian rapper. Um, you know, I've, I've not heard much of his material, um, but I do like the track he's done with Weekend, and he's obviously working a lot with the OVO camp. But you've been around longer. And your name is also Nav. It is. People don't know this. Yes, they don't know it. It's my government name. Right. So, like... It's your crime watch name. <laughs> it's what I get called at work yeah. and at school. I don't know why my mum and dad gave me that name because yeah. they've, nev- they've never actually used that name. See, I, I <laughs> love the, the name Jyoti. I think Jyoti is a Thanks. beautiful name. Thank you very much. Nav Jot, which is what your... <laughs> Your Christian name is... It's not my Christian name, thank you very much. Someone said to me, what's, someone said, so what's your Christian name? I think they meant first name. Yeah. I was like, mm, I could be a Christian. Yeah, you could. You know? So could I. But we're not. But we're not. But yeah, Navjot. I'm Navjot. Sure. Navjot. Why? Because it's a lovely name. It's got a lovely meaning. Mm-hmm. It means the new light. Right. But you bring darkness in mind. So how does no, that, how does that I'm work? the light of your life. And you know it. The fact that Navjot, um, she, the fact that she's had to call herself Jyoti for her whole life I haven't afterwards. called myself that. That's what my mum and dad called me. I don't know why they gave me a different name. Why do Indian parents do this? They give you a full name that you don't know about until you're like seven or eight, which is what happened to me. And you look at your passport and go, who's this? And then your mum goes, it's you. And you're like, oh, but I don't get called this at school because I was registered as Jyoti. Exactly. And then I had to make them change. At the age of like six or seven, I was so clever that I made them change my name at school because I knew it would cause me problems later in life. So you've been a troublemaker is, in families since that what, age, and that's what you're into ours now. Yeah, I was Siani. That's what Punjabi said. Siani. Right. It means wise, clever, intelligent. Troublemaker. Lovely. Um, but anyway, so then at home I get called Jyoti, which is hilarious because your family, like obviously Jyoti is a very Gujarati name. There's a lot of, you know, Jyoti Bens around. That's why I like it. And um, someone in your family thought your mum had made me change my name. <laughs> To sound uh, more Gujarati. Can you imagine? So basically, yeah, so what somebody actually thought that, you know, in order to make Jojo underscore B <laughs> more integrated into my family, we changed her name <laughs> to make her more accessible to my Hindu extended family, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, because if I was to pick a name for you, it'd be like Vijentimala <laughs> or something, you know. But we'll call you Bubaloo for short. <laughs> I love that. You know when like someone has a name like Vishwanathan, and then it's then but the nickname in Bubaloo. Bubaloo, Mickey. Yeah. Papu. Papu is a really Papu's common a real, yeah. Punjabi one. There's a Sunny in every single every single household. Punjabi, Gujarati, Bengali Shaw, anyone, South Indian. There's a Sunny in every single household. We've got one, two. Three, I think, in our family. Three, definitely two. I'm sure there's another one. There's three. No, there's Probably. definitely th- there's three. There's 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 one in my immediate household. Another one as well, and like extended. Sunny, what like? It's nice though, isn't it? It is, but where's the where's the variety, man? Yeah, I know, I know. Where's where's cloudy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> or stormy, stormy, big up stormy. Stormy, New, yeah, that's a thing. He's kid, isn't it? Kylie Jenner, stormy, isn't it? Travis I have no Scott. idea. I'm sure they call it Stormy. Stormy? Yeah. Stormy Jenna? No, Stormy, Stormy. Stormy Scott. Stormy Scott, that sounds like a... That's quite a cool name. Yeah, that's like, a, you know the name of someone before they become a superhero? Yeah. Stormy Scott is Blazer. <laughs> Blazer? Yeah. Like you wear to school? Or just someone who that like, sparks up a lot and that like, uses that to become like even sounds more like powerful. friends at school. Yeah. <laughs> We've known plenty of Blazers in our time. Um, so yeah. Nav performed and you've yeah. been around you've been around longer. I think you should clash him for the name. You're gonna teach me some skills. I actually I actually feel there's a gap in the market for an Asian female MC. Asian Geordie female MC. 
don't make yourself specific. Specific. There's no Asian female MCs. The only one I know is Lost Soldier, who is awesome. She's awesome. I think, you know, I don't think I'd ever beat her, so it'd be fine. Well, you have to beat her. I'm, I'm there's, happy for there's her There's room to, for two. See, I'm, this, this I'm is happy a, for her to a, battle for me. You know what? This is the problem. It's like, you know, we're having this whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, the female movement in Hollywood and, and we're talking about like Asians in the, the British you know british um you know, popular say, culture say it spit that, it out it's the fact that we can have more than one of of things why does why does there only have to be one why why can there not be two female asian rappers why can't there's a whole thing about female mcs in the states and really there's only like two or three of the top top um girls out there why can't there be like hundreds that are like the same level as the guys are out there you know, hey, look at me, look at me all being all like diplomatic Yay! and like politically correct. Big up all the gal them fam. You a feminist. Uh, do you know what? I, I've got feminist tendencies because I do love women, you know, in all kinds of ways. Um, you mean this woman I love, and no other woman. I do love but, women. Uh, obviously you love your mum, but that's different love. This is what she is. It's She's trying love. to take me away from my mum. I can be the only woman in your life. You can't have more than one woman. Listen, yeah, your mum loves me more than you. Yeah. She yeah. even actually told you that. <laughs> She did actually tell me that, do you know what I mean? That was quite hard for me to take. But you know what? I've accepted it now because I get love from other women instead. Like, like my mum? Yeah, you can keep telling yourself that if you like. Wait till this show's over. Right, so... Um, Wait till this show's over. So yeah, so I think, I think you should clash now for the name. I still feel... And I, you know, I can be like the Mickey to your Rocky. I think I can train you into the ways of the MC and you could be my Padwan. You know, like, so we'd be like running out in the streets and we'd have like the Rocky music. That Don't the... make me run up steps though. That's a lot of steps that he has to run up. Whatever it takes, bruv. You've got to wake up early in the morning. If you really want this and you really desire this. Who has the problem with waking up early in the morning? You hmm? do? Hmm? Hmm? No, I don't think it is me. But I don't need to. I've been there, done that fam. I'm already a, I'm already a hard-earned veteran MC. So I feel now is the time to pass my torch onto Jojo B, the next Asian female superstar. Mark my words, all right? This week in March 2018, watch March 2019, fam. MC Jojo B. Not if this heel kills me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that face you make right now, if that's the face you make on videos and on, on TV, I don't think there'll be a, quite a short shelf life. Um, okay, so this child downstairs... It's doing our nothing still. I kind of felt that, you know, that like we we kind of peaked a lot with this screaming and stuff, but it's actually only got worse. It's getting louder and louder. But the thing is, right? Okay, so people, this child had actually disappeared for a year. It actually gone away for a whole year. That was a beautiful, silent year. Yeah, so about, it must have been about sort of like March or April last year where it was just silence downstairs. Like there was nothing and then a year later, it just resurfaced. So I'm thinking, where did that child go for this whole year? Maybe like, because we didn't hear the mother either. Okay. If that is the mother. The lady that screams at it wasn't there as well. If it isn't, like, we'll have to, child services is going to have to be called. Like, <laughs> like, we might have to stop the show. So the screaming child and the screaming woman disappeared. Right. Where did they go? Yeah. Or was she always there and she only screams if the child's there, otherwise she's just like, she's like you. She's like quiet, normal, peaceful and normal life. As soon as I come along, she just, you just scream. She's like the, fe she's like the, the Gujarati Jojo B. Shut up. Anyway, do you think they like just sent the kid off on its own? Because it's quite like boarding school. It's quite young. Yeah. It's a small child. It is a small child. But it's like, you know, my, my thought process is maybe they shipped, shipped him or was it her? I don't know. It's a her, isn't it? I think it's a her. I don't know. Based on the scream, I think it's definitely her. Well, you know, it's young. Might just be a high-pitched boy. Young, impressionable. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it might have gone to boarding school <laughs> at two years old. Is, that like a, is there like a two-year-old boarding school in well, India? Like a kind of reform school to teach the child to not scream, which failed miserably until yeah. they stopped spending their money and brought it back. But you know what? If you people have any like theories or conspiracy theories... Or Did they any... go to your house? Maybe they've got family around here. Maybe we're talking about someone's niece or nephew. For a year. Would you send your child out for a year to someone's house? If it screamed like that, yeah, I would. I'm going to leave it with your mum. See, this is the problem. You're, you just give up on things. This is what I'm saying. That's why Hugh's only going to last two weeks because you give up on things two weeks later. So you'll have a child that's like screams like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm done with this. Move it on. Yeah, I'm going to leave it with your mum for a bit. When she gets tired, I'll drop it off with my mum and then just keep swapping We'll it see you in nine years. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in see 12 you later, years. Kid. See you in 12 years, mum. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you, this is the grandchild you've been craving. Take it. We'll see you in 15 years' time. <laughs> right, so we'll be discussing more of our topics, including the Oscars, Punjab BMC, and Preeti Patel after this short break. to the second half of the Native Immigrants podcast. I'm Georgia B and I'm joined by... Yay! See, look, I let you say your name. Yeah, but like... Say my name, say my name. I'm not going to You should sing. say my name. No, no, we've heard you sing, fam. Then, no. Oh, no, no. Let's never, let's no, never, know, let's never talk about that. Can of no, it's so, it up. so you wanted to talk about a lovely event that we went to. <laughs> we're going to talk about Jojo V singing in no, another episode. we're never going to talk about we it. We are blatantly going to no. talk about it. You know, now people are going to be like, oh, tell us, 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 tell us. But you know what? You're going to have to tune in for another episode because... That, you know, that's a, that, that's going to deserve a whole episode of your dulcet tones. Okay, so you wanted to tell us about this lovely this lovely event that we went to. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to mention in the first half. Uh, uh, all right, chair. Yes. Oh my god, you didn't laugh. Well, because you know. Exactly. You know, she's an undercover <laughs> racist, and now she's trying to you know the whole kind of undercover racist thing, where it's just like, yeah, but you know, I, you know, I voted for Obama in the last election. You know that kind of thing that people do in the states. You know, that's what you are undercover I'm not that undercover about it yeah actually she's really blatant about her hate for all things Gujarati I don't um, hate you I married you innit yeah but not, not not for my religion is Gujarati your religion well Hindu Gujarati All right, Gujarati, not for my culture yeah. not for my genre <laughs> yeah maybe not for that yeah but you guys are alright <laughs> <laughs> yeah we provided you with Dokra Patra you know Fafra Tepla what's Fafra Fafra is something else Okay. <laughs> it's another anyway, English get back play. to the point. Yeah, do you know what? All right, chair was a great um, panel, a Gujarati live panel show uh, hosted by my boy Planet Parley. Um, it was me, Trisha, who's a great uh, YouTube vlogger, um, Swati, who's an amazing singer, and Sham Datani, who's like an awesome contact dancer, and you know, and he's he's think he won that BBC Young Dancers. Um, yeah, competition and stuff for the South Asian section. Um, and you know what? The thing that amazed me the most was most of the audience were like parents yeah everyone was kind of like i don't want to offend anyone everyone was kind of like 40 plus shall we say yeah, okay yeah <laughs> 40 plus being you know very generous yeah. um you know mostly i'm happy to say they were my people 50s and 60s um so immediately i'm kind of thinking oh shit uh i'm gonna have to refrain from saying anything overtly offensive um so i can't say gadari or gadno you donkey. Yeah, you donkey. But it's like, you know, it's the, okay, you, you laugh, but it's the way it's said, the way they say it in like, in Gujarati, is just so overtly offensive. You know, it's how you deliver it that really puts across the impact of this word. Like, if you say, it already, you think that, oh my God, this, this guy said something really drastic to me. Yeah, you said it to me enough times. I've not called you a gadari. Yeah, you have. I might have said Yes, but, uh, <laughs> oh. um, but you know, it's 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 the impact that that word probably has more validity to it. Um, so I had to refrain myself from saying anything. But you know what? It was great because um, we interacted quite well with the audience. They threw some banter back at us. And it was great that we bridged the two generations together. A young uh, Gujarati live panel talking about how in tune they are with their culture. And I think it was great for them to see the, you know, the older generation that, you know what? We may have integrated into society here, but we're still very in tune with our cultural roots. You're not a bunch of wastemen. We're not a bunch of sidemen, no. You know, <laughs> not a bunch of uh, vagabonds, as my dad would say. <laughs> vagabonds. Uh, vagabonds, you know. Vagabond, you know. I love that term, but it's only used by Gujaratis. You know what I mean like vagabond? Um, you know. Um, so, so yeah, they they could see that you know that we were very in tune with our culture, and I think it was a it was a really great event. It was really funny, uh, really diverse, and I hope there's there's more of those going forward. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some young ones there, and like to show that they have some attention span and they're actually interested in people speaking. Yeah, definitely. definitely. They could learn some stuff. No, hundred percent, because it was. This <laughs> sounds is the thing. so old when I say that. The young ones could learn from us, you know. <laughs> Today's generation, or as we'd say. Um, but you know, for Jojo B, you were pretty much a rabbit caught in the headlights of the whole thing because yeah, half of it was in Gujarati, and I was like, "Huh? Kia, kia? How do you? What do you guys say? What? Where's Punjabi? Kia, kia? What was that word that you guys use? Kia. Oh, 
Work with me, Jojo V. Gigia? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. You know, so, but there was actually some other Punjabi people in the audience as well. So you weren't just the only. I sat next to Donny. Yeah. Thankfully. The two of us were like, huh? All the way through what they're talking about? What? Yeah, you know, you, you, you get those two, like, you know, in, at a comedy show, we get like the two hecklers that just like ramble on amongst <laughs> each other. And the, the comedian's just got to stop the show just to kind of air them out. That's kind of what I have to do with Jojo B a couple of times. Point her out to people. That's my Punjabi a, wife, everyone. It was a lovely rush at the end for when you said, oh, we've got, my wife's got some uh, free CDs. Yeah, it's a stampede. Yeah. And then people were like, are they really free? And I was like, yeah. And then that was it. They yeah. were all gone, given away. Yeah, they all went. Big up everyone that's listening into my CD from that was there at the live event. Apologies for any use of profanity in those lyrics. Um, you know, I know not what I do. Um, <laughs> and I want to big up uh, Tomohiro Karita, who's a Japanese student who actually came to the event um, and interviewed me for, as part of his research into the British Asian music industry. He is a legend, right? He, so he's come from Japan. Yeah. And he's conducted interviews in English, right? Yep. Which is amazing anyway because Very he's speaking a second language and then when i was speaking to him he tells me he can speak punjabi and he said sasrikal to me yep. when he met me and he can and he studied hindi so he knows hindi as well mm-hmm. and it was just awesome and he was like yeah i could kind of understand some of the gujarati that everyone was speaking on stage but you know any bits and bobs of it and i was like mate like you're winning he's a legend honestly because you know what i i'm always really fascinated when i see people from other cultures really take an interest in ours yeah. and, and it's specifically like you know obviously he's learned a lot of the language and he's gone to india a few times and there's his profile pictures i think it's him at the golden temple um and it's it's just it's amazing to see and especially with us in the british asian music industry which is what the people that he's been interviewing and stuff we're such a small niche community and for someone to take an interest in that and and use it as a means of his um uh, if on his educational side of things to do a whole PhD thesis on it from all the way from the University of Tokyo yeah all the way from Japan I think is awesome big up Tomohiro and he also wrote out Swami Barakas in Japanese that looks awesome have you yeah. put a picture up of that yet I have I have I put it up on my social media please follow me on all, all my social media links to check it out I'm gonna um, have to take down one of our marriage pictures to accommodate it in, in our four walls because um, that takes pride of place as far as I'm concerned just stick it over your face. Just leave my half of the marriage picture. I just use that as like, this is what. Yeah. yeah. So you have married Swami Brackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. She's finally accepted it. Um, right. So the topics for this week, Jojo B. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Oscars. Right. The Oscars. Big up the Oscars we saw this week. Obviously, they're talking about already the fact that it was uh, one of the least viewed Oscars of all time. Uh, I wouldn't say it's because of the the involvement of women in it and everyone going all up in arms about it because maybe it's just because it wasn't as many big blockbuster films involved in some of the categories, potentially. Um, I don't know. I do feel like there was a lot of... Did you go on Twitter? Did you see the stuff around I have it? been on Twitter, yes. There's just a lot of fuckboys who are just like, no, women, you know, we're being impressed and, you know, men matter too and all that kind of bullshit. And I'm like, I'm sorry for my use of bad language here, but fuck off. Quite frankly, you guys have had it easy for so many years and you've been allowed to touch us up. And, you know, I found a tweet, I found a, um, a Facebook post the other day, mm. you know, that memories thing about how some old man had touched my ass on the bus. Yeah, I saw that. Right. Crazy. So this is what we've had to live with all our lives. And when you're in Hollywood and you are a woman who wants to get somewhere, you've had to, you've been forced into positions that you don't want to be in. Literally. literally yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, but yeah, literally. Yeah. And... And finally, some women have spoken out and said, no, you know, enough's enough. And then there's all these men who are just acting like victims. No, you're not victims. And do you know what, women? You're not victims either. You're survivors. Yeah. Now, big up all the women that they, they put across a real impact and stuff with the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement. Um, and hopefully we see more women-oriented films uh, in, in Hollywood and more more stories that are very much women-oriented. Because... You know, you can all be an actress in every other film, but where are the stories that are really, um, you know, to empower women? Yeah, it's enough of being the wife or the girlfriend or, you know, the... Crazy mother-in-law. The, yeah, <laughs> or just like a bitch to other women because we can't be friends. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen Bride Wars? You can't no. be friends. You're just going to like start competing with each other and hate each other. Yeah. Although I have lived through an actual version of Bride Wars, but... That's not my fault. That was because the other But you know what, it's crazy because that's not actually quite fun me. to see. It's, it's, it's actually quite jokes. But I just, women, let's support each other. Let's not bring each other down. Let's not compete with each other. Let's not be bitchy to each other. Let's actually just try and like support each other because 
no one else is going to support us. It's very true. It's very true. Men have had their time. <laughs> now is the time of the woman. Right. Anyway, so... Um, what do you mean anyway? You meant to say yes. Yes. No, yes. yes. Come yes. on, ladies. Power, power, power to the lady. Yeah. Power to the women. Big up, my mom's a woman, like I get, you know. Um, <laughs> right, so we have to celebrate the fact that an Indian won an Oscar at these Oscars. An Indian? An Indian won an Oscar. Who won? James Ivory is Indian. <laughs> oh, yeah. James Ivory is Indian. I don't care. Don't at me, all right? James Ivory, for me, has done more to progress Indian parallel cinema than maybe anybody else in this past century, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, the fact that he was part of the Merchant Ivory Productions with Ishmael Merchant. Amazing films. Or some real groundbreaking films, especially during the 60s and 70s. Um, you know, I think he first got involved, um, or took, a, uh, took an interest in Indian art originally mm. uh, back in the 50s. Um, and, you know, through that, he made like a little film that um, introduced him to Sai Jaffrey, um, rest in peace to Sai Jaffrey. Um, and Sai Jaffrey is the one that actually introduced him to Ishmael Merchant. Oh, really? uh, you know, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ishmael Merchant was just a student at the time and they got to know each other. Um, both had a keen interest in Indian, um, you know, the f films and, and the culture and the art. Um, okay. And, you know, they became friends. They obviously became business partners and they were also lovers, you know? And I think... Not many people know that though, do they? That no, they were, actual that they were actually couple. together. Yeah, they were an actual couple. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was during a time where it was so taboo, you know, in that period of time in the 50s. And the it fact wasn't that, taboo, it was against the law. Against the law and the fact that there were two completely different cultures as well. So yeah. they'd have been vilified either way. Yep. Um, so they broke down a lot of um, barriers initially um, and the films that they produced over that time period, um, you know, there was, I think Merchant Ivory Productions had like 30 Oscar nominations over their whole tenure. And I think they won six Oscars and, um, you know, Ruth Jawa, Jawa uh, sorry, Ruth Brower Jabwala was a big component of that. It's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful yeah. because she was she was a German that married an Indian, so she had like she had a double barrel surname kind of thing. Um, but she wrote most of the the productions, and so the three of them um, just created these amazing films. Especially for me, like the sixties and seventies was a great period for their films because they were very much set in India, based in India, and they weren't just about kind of like you know the British Raj and stuff like that back then. They were making some interesting films, uh, films like. Like um, Shakespeare Wala, The Guru, Bombay Toki, The Household. And they all had like Shashi Kapoor was in a lot of these films. Um, and they also had people like uh, Leela Naidu and Aparna Sen and Victor Banerjee. Madhu Jafri was in a lot of these films. Yeah. So th they were immediately making films and involving a lot of Indian actors and showcasing them outside of India to Western audiences. Um, you know, and films that weren't like, you know, stereotypical, which is what with the whole conversation we were in last week about interesting storylines involving Asians and not just your typical films. These were very, very much ahead of their time, you know. Um, and he also, did, you know, worked a little bit with Satyajit Ray, uh, who actually composed some music for a couple oh, really? of their films. I didn't yeah, know that. absolutely. You know, yeah. so that's the thing. You know, for me, he's done so much to progress Indian cinema. Um, he directed six films that were all set in India himself. Um, you know, and then obviously Ishmael Merchant passed away in, in 2005, I think it was. Very um, sad. Really sad. And I think, you know, it, it did break him. And um, he actually said that he hasn't been back to India since 2006 because without Ishmael Merchant, he doesn't recognize India anymore. Um, and, you know, he won an Oscar this week, 89 years old for Call Me By Your Name, won Best Adapted Screenplay. You know, it's just, it was an amazing thing to see. It was like, you know, his whole career, um, you know, all the films he's made. And even at this stage, he was the oldest ever Oscar winner. And for me... He's an honorary Indian because he's, you know, he's done so much for India. Um, and I kind of feel that India owe him that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and plus, absolutely. what well we had, done, James Ivory. Big up James Ivory. You know, Indians in Oscars, we've only really had what Mother India nominated and Salam Bombay and Lagan. But I think, you know, when we look at Merchant Ivory Productions and the amount of films that they've encompassed during that time period, I think that's, uh, I think they're very much part of India. And to be winning an Oscar at that age for... It was his first screenplay, wasn't it? I believe. I think he's he's he was more the director in the yeah. in the in the Merchant Ivory productions. Ishmael Merchant was more the producer, and uh, Ruth Jabwala was the was the yeah, writer. Yeah, so it was his first. It was the, his first foray into doing that on his own. Yeah, and he won an Oscar. Yeah, I think it's, it's shows amazing. the brilliance of the man. Yeah, 
absolutely awesome. Um, but we we still need to check out some of the other films that are that you know won Oscars. We've seen Shape of Water this past week. I loved Shape of Water. Really beautifully shot, amazingly shot. But is it like is it just a modern day splash? I mean, the storyline is pretty much exactly the same. Spoiler as alert! <laughs> it's pretty much the same as Splash. Yeah, but it's shot just awesomely. It's, it's stunning. The cinematography is awesome. And her acting. What was her name again? The Sally actress. Hawkins. Yeah, her act. Her acting is unbelievable. Yeah, she should have won it. We haven't seen that three billabongs. Three billabongs is what we call it. <laughs> film with uh, Francis McDormand. Three billabongs. Um, we haven't seen that yet, but it'd have to take a lot to beat Sally Hawkins because she was like extraordinary in this film. Francis McDormand's speech was awesome, though. It, no, no, I've got to give it to her. She she smashed it that day. She did a mic drop basically at the end. But was she as good as like Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph? No, no one beats them because they were hilarious. Yeah, no, no, absolutely outstanding. They brought the because it was quite. There was a lot of like serious points being made and stuff, but the skits that they did when they came on, you know, the bit of bants that they have, yep. it all kind of fell a bit flat, except when those two came. Tiffany Haddish was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely brought some like, like kind of flavor to the stage. But I hope she wasn't just brought in there to, again, just fill up that quota. Because, you know, this whole thing about, you know, Oscars so white a few years ago and the fact that there was very lack of, you know, uh, ethnic minorities represented. But even if she was, she smashed it. Yeah. And it proved that, yeah, you can bring us in for like color, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we'll also bring the interest. Absolutely. So yeah. well done. I say we, I mean women of color. <laughs> women of color yeah well talking about women of color uh-huh uh another big topic of agenda this week i keep saying topic of agenda this is i think, I think does it I, even make sense i don't think it makes I'm, sense i want to coin this phrase in mind though topic of agenda the topic of agenda hashtag a topic of agenda copyright swami rakas okay fine um doesn't make sense okay my dear fellow gujarati um uh comrade god that woman Preeti patel yeah discuss jojo v Right. This is an interesting one. Basically, this lady, Preeti Patel, is saying that she doesn't want to be known by the label BME or BAME, however you want to say it, which is Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic. She wants to just be known as British and that's it. She doesn't want to be referred to by her colleagues, or the other MPs, as being from a different background. And I kind of see her argument. I see both sides on this. So her argument is that we should just consider ourselves being British and other people should consider us as being British and nothing else. We, that's all we are. Our other background doesn't matter. I'm going to bite my tongue here. <laughs> but I think, unfortunately, that's not the utopia that we live in in Britain. When you look outwardly different like we do, so, you know, we've got melanin, um, you can't distance yourself from your non-whiteness. And I think at the moment, that's what Britishness, Britishness equates to. That's what it is. If you're white, you're British. Unless you speak an Eastern European language, that is. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and basically, BME or BAME is a label that's used for demographic reasons. So we need to know the number of people who come from a minority ethnic background to make sure that there's representation, fair representation in the workplace and in other areas. Mm. So we have to be counted that way. That's that's my personal opinion. We're always going to have to have that label because unless we keep track of it, we can't know if we're being unfairly treated or discriminated against. Yeah. You're not looking convinced by my argument No, I, I, you're very diplomatic in the things you're saying here. Priti Patel is out of her fucking mind. Like, I'm British. Mm -hmm. And I'm very British. Yeah. And I'm very Asian. And I'm, you know, I'm a product of both of my cultures. I'm a product of the fact that I was born here, raised here, I pay my taxes here, I work here, I live here. But I'm very, very Asian because that's my cultural background. That's where I'm from. That's where my parents struggled and and felt oppressed when they uh, came to this country and you know got through so many barriers and and hardship that they faced. For me to have a life here and for me to have a future here in this country, that is my Indian background. That's my Asian background. That is my heritage. That is my blood. That is my roots. To distance myself away from that is distancing myself away from who I am. And I think for someone like Preeti Patel, who um, you know has managed to become a conservative MP and uh, made strides in that, although you know I'm not going to talk so much about her secret meetings with Netanyahu in Israel because they might <laughs> shut down our podcasts and stuff uh, outwardly. But for her to reach where she's reached and not acknowledged. 
the hard work and the effort and the and the roots of where she's from and her family coming here and enabling her to become that, I think is a complete fucking farce. And for her to even remotely want to say that she doesn't want to be attached to being anything of an Asian minority, she can, ah. Uh, I think, I'm gonna, <laughs> I think to be devil's advocate here, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with this woman at all. I think, you know, far from it and everything that she stands for, I'm against. But I think for her, she'd be like, well, yeah, our parents struggled for us to be considered as British. And so now we're at that point where we should be considered British and we are considered British. But my point to that is, is that we're not. We don't live in a merit-based society where everything's equal and fair. That's not how it is. Mm. Pre prejudice is well and truly alive. And I think more so than ever recently yeah. in the last couple of years. Um, so we have to... Unfortunately, you have to enforce diversity so that it becomes a norm. Yeah. In the same way that in America, it had to become law and then people could sit at the front of the bus or they could use water fountains or they could go into places and eat food, you know, and similar things have happened here. So unless you have that legislation in place to enforce it, it doesn't then become normal. Yeah. Normal in inverted commas. Yeah, and kind of like so, an ideal. Like my question to Preeti Patel is, could she have gotten anywhere anywhere near where she is if there had been no gender-based legislation for representation at work Very true. and my answer to that is no because women couldn't even vote never mind become mps yeah right yeah. so because there has to be some counting so we you know women make up 50 percent of the population of the whole world mm. now try being an ethnic minority in a country that's a very small population that's a very small percentage of the population and so for us to have any representation in any kind of workplace which is what we struggle for still is very difficult. Now, if, if people, if employers are enforced to have to employ a certain percentage of people from an ethnic minority background, even if it's not enforced, but they're encouraged to, yeah. and they're shamed if they're not doing that, that's the only way we're going to get anywhere. That's the only way that we can get those jobs. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a sad, sad, but true reflection on, on today's And society. you know, whether that's, you know, explicit bias or implicit bias, people are going to be more biased to a white name or a more white sounding name than they are to, you know, Muhammad Ali. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's how it works. That's how that's how it is at the moment. So if an Asian man can't get a job, an Asian woman's going to find it just as difficult, if not more difficult. Yeah. And I think that that's what I find disappointing about her whole argument is that she's an Asian woman who's managed to get to a very very high position in in politics hmm. whether we like her or not that's something that's a real achievement that she's done yeah and now she wants to distance herself from her community and be like no actually i just got this job because of merit i don't think she did <laughs> yeah i think she's making up the numbers for being women because they've had to show a more kind of female cabinet hmm. i think she's also making up the numbers for the ethnic minorities because there's even there's there's so few MPs for for the Conservatives who could be part of the cabinet, right? So, if she's got somewhere because of her background, it's not a it shouldn't be something that she's ashamed of. She's broken those barriers. She's got through, and she's opening doors for other people to do that. Yeah. But you know, I know a lot of people have problems with positive discrimination or affirmative action, or however you want to call it. But that's what has to happen for us to get anywhere in the first place. I'm pretty sure that I got my first couple of jobs because of that in media. Mm. And I don't, I'm not ashamed of that. And I don't have a problem with that. No, I was like good, wear I was, it on your sleeve. Yeah, I was as good as the next person, but they chose me because they had to maybe fill a quota, whatever. But that, that's, that's not my problem. That's not, that, that, that was an advantage, an opportunity that I had and I took it. Mm. And I made something of it. But you haven't distanced yourself away from the fact that that's the reason why you got it and that's who you are and your identity. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's, why, that's where she's in the wrong. Absolutely, 150%. Um, yeah, she's covered herself with no glory as far as I'm concerned. Um, I understand why she wants it to happen, but it's, we're not there yet. And she no. has to acknowledge the fact that we're not there yet. And it's, if she doesn't acknowledge that, then she's doing everyone a disservice. Yeah, no, 150%. Uh, Preeti Patel, uh, you know, I know that you know, the Breakfast Club have donkey of the day. So you're our, <laughs> you're our Gadiri of the Week <laughs> on the Native Immigrants Podcast. I like that. I like Gadiri that. of the Week. I think that could be a new thing. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, we're going to touch on Punjabi MC. Um, not specifically PMC, the, the artist or the person, but more specifically Mundiata Bachke. Oh my God. No, do you know what? Because like, I... Um, 
I'm one of those people that's heard this track now 20 years. It's been 20 years this year that it was first out in Relegalized. Um, and it's it's been in every wedding, every function, every birthday, we've heard this track. And I will sit there and say, yeah, oh my God, I've heard it so many times. And oh my God, it's like, how many times can they play this tune out? Every time it hits the DJ's play button, the dance floor is full. I'm one of those people on the dance floor going nuts. I'm screwing light bulbs all over the place when this tune's on there because it it's such an infectious track and it is one of the greatest Bhangra tracks, UK Bhangra tracks of all time. It is, but I'm so sick of it. It's, I'm so tired of hearing it. It's And that being like the epitome of everything that we do musically. This is the thing. Okay, so this is the big argument I've had this week, um, you know, is the fact that I've seen another advert on television that have that's utilised it. Uh, and I think it's a premiere in was... Uh, this this new one and I've recently we've seen a Barocca one with a little uh, chameleon iguana what's that little thing little, little green lizard thing? thing little lizard yeah. yeah little deadku as we call it in Gujarati um, dancing around on it and it, you know I'm not saying it's not great to see uh, one of the tracks from the Asian industry being showcased on a mainstream uh, TV channel mainstream TV advert but why does it have to be the same track where is where is the diversity for Bhangra music yeah, in in these kind of situations. This is where last week's um, argument comes in, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That was the only one that seemed to be kind of cut through and make us relevant. Well, this problem is, it's like Bhangra cannot be defined by a single track. And in the wider mainstream culture, it seems to be the only track that's that's out there. Um, now, whether that's a case of uh, laziness and as part of uh, you know television and advert companies that looking for an Asian track, it's the only one. It could might even be the only one that's actually out there on licensing or one of the most. Maybe. You know, when because I know um, someone was speaking to me on Facebook saying that um, when they've tried to look for other tracks um, of a similar nature, um, they haven't been able to find any because it's one of the few that's been cleared uh, to be able to be um, broadcast. So are Asian labels doing enough to license their tracks out for a similar, you know, similar advert or similar television channel? Maybe someone needs to just create a whole like load of generic tracks that can be used. Yeah, exactly. Get into, you know, getting into licenses is a whole other thing. But we're talking about 20 years of, of Bhangra music that's come out since then. Why couldn't they have utilized another track? Jay-Z hasn't gone on one of those, that's why. He hasn't jumped on the track. Well, yeah, potentially. But even BMC's got tracks like like Jogi, which is a great track. They could have just used another BMC track. Wait, use Murni, for God's sake. I love that song. You know, there's like there's there's so many. There's been like countless Bhangra tracks, countless um, you know, artists that have been involved in that genre of music. Our whole culture cannot be defined by a single track. And that's what it's felt like to me. Um, seeing it again on another advert it's like even the spanish have like despacito and macarena <laughs> do you know what I mean like, i'm if not it, sure they're that proud of macarena though <laughs> but if, if, as if, it's one of the most popular spanish sounding tracks in the whole western world yeah they're still using that on adverts exactly you know and it's you know we talk about and that's even older that is like that's yeah mid-90s. i was in primary school when that came out jesus christ so it was in the 1800s it first came out um Rude. but it's kind of like you know it's you know we've heard so much music in that in that space of time and we've always thought that you know bhangra music has never made that transition into the mainstream culture because of language you mm. know and because you know and this i've always been a, a big guy on words and being able to understand lyrics and so you know not being able to understand a track kind of immediately kills off my emotional connection to it you know but you know we're now seeing big tracks that are not you know, in an English language, you know, in the charts. I mean, Sai had one of the biggest musical songs of all time, you know, with Gagnum style, mm. um, you know, and, I, I, you know, I'd like to think that there's a, there's still a space for, you know, you know, Asian music, you know, in, you know, widestream British pop culture. Um, but, it, you know, it just needs more people to be a little bit more clued in, um, you know, and, and, you know, think outside of the box, think outside of the comfort zone. Again, I think this all comes back down to what I was saying last week. You need to have Asians make it in the rooms where they make these decisions. Yeah, yeah. I think that that advert was probably made by somebody who thought, oh, wouldn't it be, you know, cute if we did this? And what's the only song that we know that would fit in with that? Oh, it's Punjabi MC. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why. Yeah. It's it, there is seems to be a running theme with a lot of our arguments and stuff on this show. Yeah, Asians get into advertising, into media, into whatever you can get into the creative side of things and start making a change for us. 
power to the people. Right, Jojo B, we're coming to the end of episode three and are we going to have to break it to everyone? I think we're going to have to. Yeah, we're unfortunately... Unfortunately? No, unfortunately for them, but fortunately for us, <laughs> we're going to be in a bit of a hiatus for a few weeks. We're going on holiday. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Are you going to tell them where we're going? Uh, no, do you know what? It's International Women's Day this past week. This is my way of giving back to, to women by nice. allowing you to say this. Because I've arranged the whole holiday, you mean? You know, big up. You use your strengths, isn't it? My strength is everything else and your strength is organisation. <laughs> <laughs> everything else, yeah, right. Anyway, we're going to... I want a drum roll. New Zealand! Ta-da! You probably like, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm well, I'm very excited about New Zealand. Not so excited about the plane journey. No, we've got a I think 25 and a half hour train uh, train journey, plane journey. Um, train it to New Zealand. <laughs> Can you imagine like us just like underwater in the Atlantic Ocean just drowning from as soon as it That'd comes. That'd be awesome though. Oh. It'd take a lot longer than 25 hours though. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to New Zealand. It's going to take us 25 hours to get there and it's going to take us I don't even know how many hours to get back. A lot longer, apparently. Yeah, I'm with, someone's going to have to use a tranquilizer diet on me and just like take me out. Just take me out, fam. Take me out. Morphine, whatever it takes, because I ain't getting on a damn plane. I'm a Baracus, after all. <laughs> you know, I hate plane journeys. I can't stand being on planes. I love traveling. I love being in countries and checking out new things and exploring different cultures. Hate the actual... This journey's going to be journey. a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be, so really, it's, you know, it's going to be as painful for us as it will be for you not hearing us for next week's edition of the Native... Or the week after. Or the week after, yeah. The next time you're going to be hearing us is going to be in April. This is the longest holiday we've had since our honeymoon four years ago. Yeah, because we've been working hard. Yeah, we have. We've been paying our mortgage and we've been trying to, you know, like have a successful marriage. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> now we're going to, you know, reap from the fruits of our labor yeah. and go on holiday and enjoy it and have an amazing time. And have an epic time. But we'll, we'll, we might even try and record some stuff while we're there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or um, bickering in the car in New Zealand, but we'll say like fair income bitch or I don't think Kiwi mongrel. say, not, what do they say? What's a, what's a Kiwi I don't know. thing? We'll find out while we're there. Yeah. And then use and then, it when we come back. Yeah. We'll have, I'll have like my Kiwi accent for the first show. Jojo V will still have a Newcastle accent. Yay. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back in April where we'll also be discussing a couple of real exciting future developments that we have come yeah, up. Yeah, we've got up. some good stuff in the pipeline. And we will talk about that more in detail. But from this week's episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast, signing off Swami Barakas and Jojo B. We'll see you in April, people. See Peace. Ya.